Hello and welcome to this Coalition podcast. Today we're talking about one of this year's most prevalent and costly cybersecurity risks for businesses, even small ones. I'm your host, Dan Bevener, and today our guest is Seth Rosenblatt, cybersecurity journalist and the founder and editor-in-chief for The Parallax, a consumer-focused cybersecurity and privacy news site. Thank you so much for joining us, Seth. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Really good. My pleasure. As you know, the 2021 Cybersecurity Insurance Claims Report was recently released by Coalition, and the report covers insights gained from performing billions of security scans a month to help its more than 50,000 plus customers. But you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that stands out in this current semi-annual report is just how common and costly ransomware has become, even for small businesses. For example, just this year, ransom demands have jumped to a staggering $1.2 million per demand. So mm-hmm. tell us about this ransomware problem, particularly for businesses who think that it only affects large companies or government agencies, and why sure. these businesses should pay attention to these risks and also to the liability that they may face on top of those ransoms. Sure. It's totally understandable why small businesses think that they aren't going to be targeted by uh, Mm -hmm. ransomware gangs. It's only been very recently that ransomware gangs have sort of smelled blood in the water, so to speak, regarding uh, small businesses. And it's really unfortunate, but they now know that most small businesses, uh, if they're lucky, they have somebody doing IT for them, they almost certainly don't have a cybersecurity expert on hand. And so it's essentially a, uh, a David versus Goliath situation. But you know, as we know, in most of those situations, Goliath wins. And the cyber criminals are just far, far overpowered compared to a lot of these small business organizations, especially in the COVID era where they're just trying to get by. And so what happens is they target them, they know they've got them, and they know that these businesses don't know what to do, probably don't think about, you know, hiring a digital forensics, probably can't afford to, even if they think about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just don't have the staff on hand to help them deal with it. And so they wind up paying the ransom. And it's, you know, it's really unfortunate because clearly in in situations like this, a lot of organizations do rely on cyber insurance to help them out. Right. So why is it that these smaller companies are getting hit all of a sudden? And it really rose between 2019, 2020, and it's still way up there. I mean, what's happening that you think is making these cyber criminals go after anybody? Sure. Well, I think, you know, part of it is the historic tactic by these cyber criminal gangs has been what's called spray and pray. They'll mm. they'll just uh, they'll take a look at Shodan. They'll take a look at all these other ways of getting in an organization, seeing who's been patched, who hasn't. And they'll just see what works. And, you know, sometimes nothing happens and sometimes they get in. I think one of the bigger problems, though, is that a lot of organizations find themselves very far behind on the eight ball in trying to uh, patch their their software and trying to get their uh, users up to speed. Um, And, you know, it's it's uh, it's a little bit like trying to stop a tsunami with a bucket. Um, It's not going to work. And so these gangs are looking simply at dollars. Right. They know that if they demand, say, five million dollars. And the company says, look, we only make a million a year net, Mm -hmm. um, then they'll reduce their demand. 
but at the end of the day, they're going to get something. And right. the cost of them, you know, a lot. The other thing is, is that the cost of of deploying ransomware uh, from these uh, uh, criminal organizations um, is very is very cheap now. Uh, ransomware yeah. is available as a service. Uh, you can go onto various forums on the dark web and find advertisements uh, for for hiring uh, uh, different kinds of ransomware, uh, targeting different kinds of organizations, targeting different kinds of software, different kinds of hardware even. And it, it, it's kind of uh, remarkable to think that the legitimate business tactic of hiring software as a service where you don't have to have the whole thing built custom uh, is also now being done with ransomware. It's it's right. plug and play, and uh, it's really detrimental to uh, small businesses because they just can't fight it. They just don't right. have the resources. Yeah. So in lieu of the resources, I mean, what are some things that these companies can do to protect themselves? I mean, since not everyone can hire a big cybersecurity team, like you mentioned, to constantly be monitoring and staying on top of this, particularly sure. one little mistake, like a, an employee that is sloppy with their email or with their passwords and then clicks on the wrong link. What's a company to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so certainly one of the things that's that's come about in 2021, which is really remarkable, has been the incredible improvement at CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, the government agency attached to DHS that has been coordinating a lot of the counter uh, ransomware uh, uh, tactics, uh, helping organizations, helping them get up to speed. Um, if there is a mission critical patch that comes out from Microsoft, making mm -hmm. sure that not just big organizations, but the small ones as well know about it um, and that resources are available. Um, that kind of thing, um, you know, didn't really exist in the U.S. Uh, even two to three years ago. Uh, so this is, has been a huge help to small businesses. Um, and there's still, you know, a big reliance on cyber insurance. There's no question that cyber insurance still plays a very big role in uh, combating the after effects of a uh, ransomware attack. Right. I, I even imagine that simply the presence of having cyber insurance out there makes the cyber criminals even more likely to try stuff because the chances of not only finding someone that succumbs to their attack uh, is, mm -hmm. is also followed by the chance that they, they may be covered by insurance. And so there that is an even extra chance that these hackers could get something. Sure. And in fact, what a lot of these uh, uh, cyber criminal organizations do is once they're inside a network, mm -hmm. they just don't look to encrypt the whole thing. I mean, some of them do. And, and, and that, that's certainly been a tactic that's been used in the past. Um, but nowadays, uh, some of the ransomware that gets deployed looks for evidence of a cyber insurance contract. Right. On, the, on the company servers. And, and when they find it, then they know that they can demand an even higher ransom. Right. Um, so there, there's, a, there's a lot of different and, and complicated, frankly, uh, factors that go into uh, how a cyber criminal organization targets a small business, why they target a small business. Um, yeah, a really good example is the way that they're going after schools in America. Um, it's, it's not as if, you know, schools in America have a problem getting, you know, books in front of students or, uh, you know, making sure that teachers get paid. Why would they have a problem paying ransom? Um, it's, you know, it's, it, it, it's really sort of a, a, a stunning uh, and sad situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah.
But of course, it doesn't just stop at the ransom uh, because mm-hmm. w- what are the other liabilities that these small companies may face, particularly if they're somewhere in the supply chain of some sure. information critical organization above them? Sure, sure. I mean, you know, uh, most recently I've been focusing on on uh, cyber medical coverage. So uh, a lot of health where, you know, where healthcare and mm-hmm. uh, cybersecurity intersect and uh, supply chain issues are huge there because you have a small organization, um, you know, making maybe, you know, a, a, a component of um, a medication or a vaccine um, that gets targeted. Uh, and uh, it could disrupt the ability to get that medication or vaccine, you know, uh, into people, you know, much further down the line. Um, you find very similar problems as well with uh, medical devices, where uh, a component or part of a medical device uh, is being made by a smaller organization, and it goes into a larger uh, system, and you lose out on that one component, and and then what do you do? You know. Uh, is is the patient going to die? I mean, these are these are real serious questions, and the knock-on effects are, um, you know, they're no joke. They're it's real serious, and uh, for organizations to not think about their uh, cybersecurity posture um, mm-hmm. is is understandable, given that it's it's expensive and it's not easy to find good people to work uh, for small organizations, but. Um, it's it's clear that that things have to change, and that you you know you, you just because fifty years ago you'd go out driving without a seatbelt on, uh, you know, or ride a motorcycle without a helmet doesn't mean that it's a good idea now. Like we right. know a lot more, and um, it, you know, it, it, we're going to have to see uh, things change on the organizational side. Um, otherwise, the you know, we're, the cyber criminals will continue to to rule the day for sure. Right. Well, thanks. Well, you know, just one more thing I think our listeners would benefit from is the statistics behind uh, this report, because they're always Mm -hmm. changing and they can be very surprising. So tell us a little bit about what you found most interesting uh, in the uh, cyber insurance claims report for the first half of 2021. Sure, sure. Um, Well, certainly there's the stat that, that you mentioned at the top of the show, um, where the average ransom demand is up nearly 170 percent in the mm-hmm. uh, from the first half of 2020. That's remarkable. Um, but also, you know, so when we talk about small organizations, what are we talking about? We're talking about companies that have like less than 250 employees, and um, ransomware attacks against those organizations with fewer than 250 employees, which you know, frankly, is our most companies that we interact with, um, increased 57 percent year over year from 2020 to 2021. And that's that, that really, I think, indicates more than anything else that um, while other kinds of attacks against uh, small businesses are still very serious and may be uh, the most serious uh, things like uh, business email compromise and, and so on, um, ransomware is, is becoming more and more important to cyber criminals because it works. Right. Because at, at the end of the day, it's the thing that's getting them in and they're making money from it. Right. Well, you know, these figures and many more, including the other types of ransomware that your company, no matter what size it is, is exposed to, can be found in this great report that was just released by Coalition. And check us out at the link that we're providing. See Cyber Insurance Claims Report for 2021. And Seth, thank you so much for joining us. Sure thing. And uh, tell us a little bit about where people can get a hold of you. 
Sure. Uh, you can find uh, the Parallax, uh, which covers uh, healthcare and cybersecurity at the-parallax.com. And uh, I'm available on Twitter uh, at Seth R. Great. Well, thank you very much. And thank all of you for listening to us here on the Coalition Podcast. I'm Dan Bevener. If you'd like more information about cybersecurity insurance or cybersecurity protections you can take as a small business, visit coalitioninc.com. And for more helpful tips and other articles, visit coalitioninc.com slash blog.